There it is. Welcome once again to the MMOs.com podcast. Episode 155 here. Altai, joined this week by... Omer. Excellent. Another riveting week of news. Brought to you directly by the folks at MMOs.com. Alright, let's get started. <laughs> the ASMR voice. Altai, you gotta start an <laughs> ASMR channel, alright? I do, I do. I gotta, I gotta get the guys to buy you know, Amazon wishlist. Get the bikini yeah. tops going, tube tops going. The little ear microphone. You can do custom ASMR for people. Like they can like pay you, and then you you'll write a whole ASMR script just for them. All right, that's right. Uh, Private erotic ASMR sessions, hundred dollars an hour. We're getting started. Kickstarter, Patreon. Let's do it. Let's do it, boys. Make it happen. Myfreakwebcamshow.com.org. Top is. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kickstart our shit right up, all right? If I'll take $50,000, he'll start his own private his ASMR channel, all right? We'll make it happen. Anyway, before we get too derailed, we have a bit of a controversy to discuss this week, and it's going to be with our weekly raid. It's uh, the biggest MO controversy of you know, recent times, but you know, I'll take, take it away. Explain okay. the controversy. Go with the weekly raid. It should be a bit of a spicy one. So last week, actually, Omar brought this to my attention, but I didn't take it too seriously. I thought it was just local like guild drama, right? But now, mm-hmm. uh, a week later... Uh, several big uh, publishing, you know, uh, news sites have covered the story, and they've gone into a lot more depth. So I got a more complete picture of what's going on, and it is, it is pretty interesting. I did link you guys, and in that link in the weekly raid, you can find a link to the well-researched PC gamer piece. So basically, there are a host of women, over a dozen, I believe, at this time, uh, mm-hmm. coming out with their stories of how they were emotionally abused uh, over many years in Final Fantasy XIV by uh, a guy named Old Bear who ran a fan site called the Moogle Post. So people are complaining. Uh, these girls are complaining that they this, this, basically this, this creepy guy took them for a ride. Uh, basically, he would talk to them, get them to like like him, like, hey, you're so cute, baby. Let's be friends. Hey. And then, and like a minute later, hey, send me some nudies. All right? And then these girls, I think they're just mad because they fell for it. Like, so in this weekly raid, I make my bias very clear, but I do say you should read the article yourself to come to your own conclusion. In my opinion, these women just made, they were, they were naive, inexperienced with uh, men, perhaps, and they made a poor choice. Uh, and then there was some, blo- you know, and then they uh, they were surprised to learn that his emotional connection wasn't real. He was just playing with them and he was doing it with multiple girls at once. Uh, so they got upset. And that, that's my take on it. That's my hot take on it. Uh, Omar, what, what is your take on it? And uh, let's hear it. All right, well, first of all, uh, I mean, when I first heard this story, uh, I thought to myself, like, what? Who the hell is old old bear Stormborn, and like, and what is the Moogle Post? I, you know, as you guys are well aware, I've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen for a good while now. I've been, you know, raiding quite a bit, playing with some friends, being involved with the game for at least about a year and a half, two years now, and I wasn't even aware of uh, the Moogle Post or who this guy was. So a lot of people refer to him as a prominent member of the community, but when I think prominent member of the community, I think of uh, maybe some of the big FF fourteen streamers or the content creators. People like MTQ Capture or Xenos Vex or Mr. Happy. These are Twitch streamers, YouTubers that provide content and guides for the game. But when I heard of this, I, I never even heard of this before. And out of curiosity, I pulled a couple of friends in my, in my buddy's Discord. They all play FF14. Like, have you guys heard of this person before? Have you heard of the Moogle Post before? I think two people said they've heard of it, but they've never used it. And then most of my friends said that they've never heard of it before. So to put this into a bit more context, while he is, he does run some, uh, he runs some kind of fan magazine for the game called the Moogle Post. Small, you know, I guess uh, like a fan magazine where they get some pictures, some some stories. It's not like a big thing. It's a pretty rel- it's a relatively small like fan site for the game. So I, I think labeling a big prominent member of the community is a bit misleading. 
But I, I don't want to defend this guy because he's clearly a douchebag. But I did find this story very, very weird because this, this story is kind of coming into uh, like limelight after the Me Too movement and stuff that Harvey Weinstein did, which was very obviously sexual you know, predatory behavior. He was, you know, he was alleged to rape people and hang over their careers over there. had some really bad shit Harvey Weinstein did. And then for this to come out, like, and they're kind of tying on with the Me Too movement as well. And obviously sexual harassment is never okay. And I wanted to do a, a little bit of a dive into this because I didn't want to take the accusations at face value. So there was, there's, an, there's basically all the allegations are coming through a Twitter account called Anonymous Jane. I'm sure it's, link, it's linked on the, on the PC game article. And once I got there, I read some of the chat logs that were posted. And most of it really just felt like traditional MMO drama. Like if you've been playing MMORPGs as long as, you know, my brother and I have, for example, whether it was World of Warcraft, EverQuest, you know, anytime you get people together in chat rooms and online games, especially in guilds, you know, cliques form, communities form, guys and girls fall for each other. Most of the guys are horny. They want to get the big nudies. You know, this is a very common behavior in online games. So I want to get a look for it myself. I, I read a lot of the chat logs and then I looked at, <laughs> uh, thank you for the subscription there. I was emotionally abused by Altai. Altai, you emotional abuser, you. You sexual predator, you. People like that, but, some people. Uh, anyway, I was reading the, so I listed two of the most recent uh, audio, basically fifth day of 15 or so, like um, almost like audio transfer, like audio recordings from victims explaining exactly what happened, unfiltered directly from you know the victim's mouth of what happened. A lot. I only listened to two. In full disclosure, I did not listen to all fifteen. One of the audio audio um, recordings I listed was forty minutes long. One was twelve minutes long, but it was really bizarre because this really does feel almost like a high school drama. Yes. At one point, one of the girls who was you know alleged victim of sexual harassment and predatory behavior was you know at first. Her story is basically this guy gave me all his attention. He would walk up to me and ask to take screenshots with me. And, you know, I did it. And then, you know, he, he got really, you know, he got really clingy. He kept asking to take screenshots with my character. And, like, he kept telling me my character's boobs looked great. And he couldn't stop thinking about my character's boobies. And, like, that was really weird. But, like, he was really nice to me. And, like, he kept trying to take screenshots with me. And I told him, you know what? I don't want to take screenshots with you anymore. So he, what she did was she changed races in the game. Because this guy's a hard-on for cat girls in the game. Mikote's. So he, she, she race changed to a Lollafell in order to avoid taking screenshots with this guy. And then this sexual predator slash abuser started talking to other girls because she's no longer an attractive cat girl. Now she's a Lollafell. And then she felt jealous that she was spending all this time with these other girls now. And then, and then you know, she felt like she was, you know, he, he, he manipulated her. He, he ditched her for these other girls now. And just behavior of being really rude. Another girl basically... Um, it, Ultimately, a lot of this really comes down to these girls got into a relationship with this guy. And this guy very clearly, there are, there are chat logs of this guy basically admitting that he gets into relationships with girls to stroke his own ego. Like he, he's, he, he says it's a game to him, right? He's doing this for fun. He's doing this for the lols. He's doing it for, to boost his own ego. He doesn't really care about these girls, but he's getting them romantically, he wants to get them romantically involved with him, with him. So he would very awkwardly, every time he meets a girl in his, in his, in his, in his guild or in the wild, he would basically be like, get on voice chat. Let's talk. So he gets a girl's in voice chat and says, oh, baby, you got, a sexy, you got a really sexy voice. And he tries to get them to send news to him. And he clearly forms some kind of relationship with them. But if you listen to the actual um, voice transcripts by these girls, the, the, the actual audio recordings, a lot of it seems very juvenile. I don't want to defend um, the guy. I'm, I'm not trying to defend the guy either. I mean, he's just a random internet creep douchebag. If you've played MRPGs for a long time, you've met people like him is, is, is ultimately what I took away from reading this article, as well as a lot of Reddit comments on this, as well as the first-hand accounts from the actual Twitter account itself. Very juvenile. The disguise is a douchebag, but I don't... My, my ultimate takeaway from this entire story 
is that it's really unfair or rather disingenuous to label this guy as a sexual predator. He's a douchebag and he's, he's a pervert. That's what he is, okay? And I guess there's a, there's a warrant to other girls. Don't get involved as weirdo. But to be labeling him as a sexual predator is doing disservice to people that are actually victims of you know sexual predatory behavior. Yeah, I would label it him as being emotionally manipulative, not abusive. Yeah. Okay, because mm. his shtick, like you said, was basically to convince these girls that he was into them and them alone. But then he would be doing this with multiple girls at the same time, just for his own ego. And then when these girls found out he was talking to other girls like this at the same time, they kind of felt manipulated, exactly. So they cut off you know, contact with him and they got upset over it. Um, in a way, I'm, I'm, uh, in a way, a lot of the girls do seem to be aware of this. And I shouldn't say girls, women. The youngest one involved in this was 18. Yes, yeah. and then others were older. These, so these women, a lot of them are do have the self um, awareness. One of them says she was just coming off a divorce, and she needed to be told she was pretty at the time because she was like in in pain over the divorce. And this guy came along and basically stroked her ego, like, "Oh, you're so beautiful. Your voice is great. Your character's great. You're amazing. Give me some nudies," you know. And it worked. And but at least she's self aware enough to know that you know she got played. I don't think it was uh, I don't think it was abuse so much as manipulation and just that kind of stuff. Um, it's like a guy you meet in your guild who always be like, "I got a Ferrari, I got a, I got a, I got my private jet." You know that you know, there's people like that, right? You run into them, yeah. like chronic liars, weird people. Uh, I think there was a case of that. I don't think he was trying to like fly around and you know take advantage of these girls IRL. Though one did end up living with him for two months, so yeah. it, it sounds like a bad breakup more than abuse in that case, though. But guys, I do recommend if you're interested, read the full stories by this woman. Uh, don't you know anything you hear from me is gonna be it's influenced by my bias. In that, so one, one, one of the quotes from the article, for example, is, uh, quote, he, peer, he pretty much peer pressured me to masturbating in front of him on camera, <laughs> on Skype, she added. I cried after. I was a huge mess. I didn't like it. I was upset, and he kept begging me to do it. So what happened? I mean, how do you peer pressure somebody to masturbating in front of you on camera? I mean, that's a, the thing is, if these were children, you know, there's a real problem here. Undeveloped minds. You know, this is an adult that voluntarily ended up masturbating on camera i mean anytime you fall in love with somebody you might like exchange dick pics or something or nudies with each other or whatever um so i actually thought this one was funnier hmm. uh so there's another message okay so during this time old bear continued making increasingly aggressive and unwanted sexual advances towards brenda quote he would do things like calling me a slut and trying to make it into a sexual manner but it wasn't you can tell it wasn't brenda said breaking down to tears i wasn't allowed to touch myself without his permission Okay, so for me, I think this was some kind of consensual, like, dominatrix thing or BDSM thing going on. And then what happened is, when he was showing attention to other girls as well, these girls got pissed and, like, got mad about it. Because there's no way someone over the internet is convincing you not to touch yourself without his permission. Like, he's not making you do it. You're doing it because you're kind of in, you're in on the role play, you know? Yeah, and, and I think the most important thing to kind of take away here in contrast with real sexual predatory <laughs> behavior is this is all online. This is all happening in a game, right? You can there there's a reason why these games have block tools and Discord is a block tools, right? When when real sexual predatory behavior happens in the workplace, it's usually where your job is being dangled on the line. You know, people like Harvey Weinstein would, would, would dangle contracts over the his victims' heads. And basically if you wanted to get a job in the industry, you'd have to go through Weinstein, who would, you know, be a gatekeeper and it can essentially ruin your career if you don't do what he says. Or if your boss, you know, with a, poop, a quid pro quo, like you have to do something to the boss to get a promotion. Like that's you, when your livelihood is on the line. This kind of emotional abuse and blackmail is obviously a problem. And any kind of blackmail is, is illegal, right? But just being a douchebag and pervert like this is generally not illegal. There was one example in the article where the guy was um, 
possibly in, insinuating blackmail, which seems to be an issue where apparently he got kicked out of his own guild because one of the girls like kicked him out or something. And then he got really pissed off. And then he got his friend to say like, you know, he's got all this dirt on you. There was, there was, there was implication of blackmail, like uh, implied blackmail at one point. At the end, nothing got released, which is good. Obviously, any kind of blackmail threat in, it is a crime. But beyond that one proof, of, you know, it wasn't even directly implicating him. It was with somebody else. But, you know, beyond beyond that, there was no criminality. I mean, this is all just, you know, some really, unfortunately, just some douchebag online doing all these things. That's high school level drama. Here's my high school level drama. I have a, I have a video for any future um, victims of sexual harassment on video games or online bullying that I did that, you know, this video will ease all your problems. This fixes all online bullying and toxicity and sexual harassment. I should add sexual harassment to the title of this video. So perhaps you can show it off. Make sure they can see the text in the video too, I'll die. It zooms into it anyway, so it's fine. I'll pause it. Oh, you did it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with the sentiment. Um, I think, but again, they were emotionally manipulated. And this, this part, next part is going to sound kind of odd. But hear me out. I think in a way, just as I've said in the past, I'm glad I got scammed in a video game when I was a kid. Because it taught me not to fall for those scams in real life, right? That people can, can lie to you, etc. So in a way, a lot of these women seem to be very naive and experienced in the real world. So in a way, I think it's good this kind of manipulation happened to them in a game. Right, rather than at work, because people like Old Bear exist, at, you know, in real life too, at bars, at clubs, at, at work, in a job, you know, in offices. So I think now they will see the red flags on what kind of guy to avoid in the future, where it can harm them in real life, right? Rather than just keyboard emotional nonsense. So and, and the um, part that really almost like kicked me off to a degree was both. I listened to a forty-minute clip uh, and a twelve-minute clip, and I read a lot of the chat logs. Uh, on both the clips of the audio testimonies, the girl said, you know, I could have blocked him, but I didn't want to do that. At no point did they look at blocking as a viable option, you know, which is really bizarre because if you want to fix this problem, you block them and you move on, which is a very sensible thing to do. But no, what's the, hmm. the point is they were in, they were, they were tricked into thinking he was pursuing just them. Emo, yeah. Know, like, okay. Possibly, so, yeah. so they didn't want to block them because they were in a state where they were kind of falling for him. Which oh they were they were they self admittedly fell for him to yeah, a degree. That's why they didn't block and they him. Even got jealous when he started talking. Exactly. To other girls. In fact, yeah. one of the most petty parts of the entire of the forty minute clip I was listening to was this girl was uh, being a volunteer photographer for the Moogle Post, right? His you know his thing, and he would take she would take screenshots in game, and he would be like, oh, you take the best screenshots, baby. Give me some booby pictures. You think you, you screenshots are beautiful. Give me some more booby pictures, right? And then after a while, she's he, she, um, he started dating some other girl. He started hitting on some other girl. And she told him, okay, all your screenshots that you take for my, my fan project has to go through this other girl because she takes the best screenshots. You know, your screenshots are good, but this other girl's screenshots are amazing. And she's like, and then the, the whole time, and she's for like 10 minutes, she's like, her screenshots were shit. You know, once I saw her screenshots, I was, I was pissed off. You know, my screenshots were better. And she, he wanted me to go through her for my screenshots. She doesn't want to take screenshots for anything. She's horrible. My screenshots are better. It's like, is this really about emotional abuse or is this about some kind of, you know, you fell for them, and this guy's a douche. I mean, look, the guy is clearly a creep that's asking for nudies, and you, you're kind of buying into it as well. You know, I, I think there's, there's there's some blame to go all around. I don't want to defend this guy's douchebag behavior, but you know, we're adults. We're playing these games online, you know, with strangers, and no point are we forced to do anything. You know, everything's consensual. You know, so there's got to be some responsibility on all parts. And I I will say, at least one or two of the stories seem more severe 
yes. and others. And I think it was a mistake by this anonymous Jane or whatever to kind of crowdsource this because what you're getting now is like eight stories that are just literally in-game nonsense, like like screenshots like you were talking about. And yeah. you get a couple that are kind of bleeding into the real world. For example, you mentioned earlier the, the threat of black, the implied th- threat of blackmail through a third party of mm-hmm. leaking a nude. Um, this other lady who was 18 at the time and she moved in with him and he was 33. Obviously, you know, obviously the guy's a little weird. If you're dating an 18-year-old and you're 33, you're 33 something wrong something with you. Wrong. Something wrong yeah, with you. That's course. it. Um, so, yeah, there's, so those two stories, I think, on their own could have been more heavy. But I think um, the other stories kind of diluted it. You know what I'm saying? Like the in-game guild or Moogle post-drama stuff, I think just kind of diluted the story and the weight of it. That's my take. Uh, there's one one bit that I found just really... I'm, I'm looking at some Reddit comments on this on this as well. People are sharing their opinions. Where, you know, the girl that said he pretty much peer pressured me into masturbating in front of my camera. And she was upset. She cried. And then literally two paragraphs later, to repair their damaged relationship, Old Bear insisted that he and Zoe meet in real life and spend the week together. So basically, he got her to, uh, you know, leave leave her parents' house without telling her parents and move in with him for two months. And then it was really surprising to Zoe when they arrived together. The first thing he did was say sexual things to her, which caught her off guard. How can this be off guard when this whole time this guy's been asking for nudes and has made you do these really weird sexual things on camera? I mean, made you, told you, asked you to do it. So it's just really bizarre that these people are, I don't know, it's just one of the comments, feeling sorry for these women is like feeling sorry for someone who punched a brick wall and started complaining their, their fist hurts. The problem is the guy's a douchebag. People have to be more, you know, um, cognizant of these things and as my brother said earlier the one said that I do want to drive home is there, there is a silver lining to all of this is that this happened online there are real sexual predators in the workplace in real life that will take advantage of you and do horrible things to you and then if people can get inoculated of this of this kind of behavior online I think it'll make them stronger in the future I think one of the reasons it's like the people that all, the people that get um, that fall for Nigerian scam emails right you know so you send this Nigerian prince $100 and he gives you a million dollars right people that fall for those you know, arguably they, they, they might learn their lesson maybe, you know. Obviously, they shouldn't be fishing for these. So the guy shouldn't, you know, it, it's a douchebag move to just be asking for nudes on everybody you see and trying to prey on these people. Because obviously, this guy probably asks everybody. And 90% probably tell him, no, go away. And the 10% that he, he, you know, he catches on ends up, you know, falling for his whole, his whole spiel. <laughs> hmm. I'm sorry. We're having some uh, odd discussion in chat here. So people are like, what's wrong? I mentioned offhand, if you're 33 with an 18-year-old, it's weird. Someone's like, why is that weird, etc. Uh, so we've been talking about that. There's one part of this story which I, th- I thought was a little bit funny. Because, uh, I want to read this out loud. So the, 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 the PC game article quotes a lot of the anonymous genes, right? So number four is named Mandy. So anonymous gene number four, Mandy, bought special dampeners to reduce the clicking sound of her mechanical keyboard made after being publicly berated multiple times because it could be heard over the mic. If she didn't, Old Bear threatened to cut off contact with her. That's a what? good one, actually. That's a good one. Okay. So this is what I'm saying about the dilution effect. Okay. So there's uh, remember, there's someone with nude pictures being threatened, right? There's uh, a, a, some lady moving in and feeling a prisoner in his in his uh, apartment or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you have this girl who's just insane. Uh, let me find the damp. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So Mandy bought a special dampeners to reduce her mechanical keyboard sound because he kept complaining. That there was too much background noise. How that's is that abuse? Real, if that's somebody, some real abuse right there, buddy. If I'm like a guild master and there's one chronic guy with background noise annoying me, I'm just gonna kick him too. Like, well, I'll tell you, you, you do aware, you are you are aware that you are an abuser now for asking him to. All right, this, I is, guess this so. is serious. So the next line is also a little bit more odd. Many, well, what she talks about another thing. What the guy did was he made a lot. Of, he didn't make. He asked a lot of these um, women to read erotic erotica. If he would write fan fiction about their characters like sucking his dick in game. 
and he would he would ask him to read it out loud to her. So, and they're saying that he exploited, like guilting her into reading him erotic fan fiction he had written about their characters. Again, it's nice. This was you don't ready instead of instead of doing that, you could have just right clicked to block them. Like that was oh that was always an option. The problem is in the real world where if you are being a target of real sexual harassment or um, uh, predatory environment where your boss would just fire you and that would potentially devastate your life and your income and your career and your livelihood where then you have a real problem and people like that are the absolute worst. But when, you, when, you, when you're playing an online game and you can just right-click block somebody and it, it fixes everything, no, you could say that if you blocked him and he kept trying to contact you through multiple accounts, you blocked them and he goes out of his way to contact you, then he's got real harassment. If you block somebody and they still try to contact you and you keep blocking them, ignoring them, and they try to target you via social media, through Twitter, through other avenues, then you can say you're being harassed. Like that is that is real deep-rooted harassment, and that can be a crime, and it is a crime today. But none of that ha- none of that was demonstrated to happen in, any, in anything I read. I mean, is anyone alleging a crime? From my experience, they're not literally alleging a crime. They're just kind of trying to get the story out there. Which, which, by the way, I think it's good that they're telling the story. Yeah, me too. It's good. Yeah. People are be, people are now being warned of this guy's a douchebag. Not just That's this good. guy. Not just this guy. But I think if you're a girl online, right, a woman, whatever, you you just because someone says you know you're pretty, your voice is pretty, doesn't mean they're actually interested in you, right? They just want sex, sexy pictures or your attention or something, right? So it's good for it's good to know the story that this could happen to people like this, so you don't fall for it. I'm not going to name anyone, but I had a friend, and she's like, oh, some guy offered to pay me on PayPal if I watched him masturbate on Skype. I was like, I hope you got the money up front. And of course, she didn't get paid. <laughs> really? I, it didn't cost her anything. She just watched. She didn't, like, participate. But, you know, there's a whole bunch of people out there who will do shit like this. Uh, so just you got to be aware of this, you know? Ultimately, this old bear guy, was he was fishing the internet, and he was just trying to get nudies from girls. But what's bizarre is I don't think this would have been a story if this had happened five, six years ago, even seven. You know, this would not be a story. I think over the years, internet has become a more uh, tame place. It's become more controlled to a degree and more, you know, where toxic behavior and <laughs> it's more penalized. So this would this would be a non-star of a story six, seven years ago. But now it's becoming more, you know, a much bigger deal. Yeah. And also, it kind of does show you the power. Like, you know, re- what I was saying earlier is sexual harassment in the workplace or a quid pro quo in the workplace where your boss can demand things. That's a real big problem, but it's amazing that a lot of the girls uh, that were involved in this, they felt like this guy was the head of this, you know, fan project was such a big deal. You know, he wasn't like he wasn't even that well known. He was like moderately popular, if at that. Like, he again, I didn't know who he was, and most of my friends didn't know who he was. But he was at least he was somebody that he could like point online that he has got some followers, and that was enough to change the power dynamics that these girls wanted to be a part. Like a lot of them would say, like. I didn't really want to take screenshots with him, and I didn't really want to like, um, like read erotic roleplay to him. Like, but like he kept asking, and like he said, if I don't do it, like he's gonna fire me from the Moogle post, even though it's a volunteer position on some relatively small, you know, like fan site. But I, it, it, I think all right, all right, time for some biology, okay? Some right. ad hoc biology here. I think Let's women are engineered to kind of fall for this kind of shtick, though. That's why you have the things like wingman. Like, imagine I'm, I'm hitting on a girl, right? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm, a, I'm kind of a big deal on Twitch or something. That won't work on her. But now, let's say Omar walks by and it's all staged between us. Like, oh, you're that guy. Yeah, I love you, man. You're like the funniest guy ever. He's, <laughs> and, then, and then you shake my hand excitedly and you walk away. Now, that girl, because of that third party kind of giving that validation, she'll be more into me. Because she's like, oh, this guy is like higher on the social ladder. You know, the, the, the gates are flooded. It's just how women are wired. I think it, it, it's it's so easy to see it too when you when you when you know to look for it. 
I feel like I thought you should write a book on like how to pick up girls. Like that's like one of the biggest. That that's like a lot of you know bullshit ebooks are on like the internet on sale for stuff like that. Like how to do all this nonsense. I think it's stuff you can test even on MRPGs. Like, even on Discord, I bet like just fake it. Like pretend to be like some uh, that's a good idea actually. guy. Like some pretend to be like some football player. No, something stupid like lacrosse. I don't know, but I can't t- check it easily. <laughs> something stupid like lacrosse. <laughs> Listen, and then have some, have some your friend come in and that's tell good. tell the girl. And you tell you, but with the girl listening, how great you are, right? Like, how much she loves you, uh, and it, they'll just be like, "Oh, wow, wow, really? That's so interesting. Ah, I'm so into it now." <laughs> <laughs> it's silly, but definitely true to a degree. I mean, I imagine a lot of like well-known, like Twitch, the the rise of Twitch, and a lot of esports stars, and a lot of you know nerds being popular through Twitch, probably led to a, little, a lot of really awkward encounters. I can imagine like any like well-known streamer, no matter how like you know like physically unattractive he is. They get. They, I bet you they get bombarded by girls just throwing themselves at them, right? Because they're popular, right? <laughs> the fame does bring that with you, yeah. and uh, just it's it's a bit bizarre. And obviously, this guy took advantage of that as well. You know, he knew they would come after him, and he'd be more able to do these weird things because of his e fame, right? And I still think what he did was a douchebag move. You know, yes, he was he was just, he was basically trying to you know fish all these all these girls online to give him nudies, and it sounds kind of innocent, but clearly he you know he. It wasn't just, hey, baby, give me news. Like, he would work on it for like months yeah, and months yeah. and months, right? It was a long-term con. And he's a douchebag. But I just don't think it's fair to put this in the same light as the Me Too movement. I don't I think anyone it, is doing that, though. The, 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 read, read the first sentence of this article. Right. Read the first paragraph of the article on PC Gamer. They are doing that. This is being portrayed as an extension of the Me Too movement where you know all this horrible thing is happening online. Where I, I imagine a lot of horrible things do happen online, but I don't think most of the examples are not these horrible things happening online. This is one perverted douchebag doing this nonsense. I you know. Okay, hold up. I think it's this writer, this uh, author, um, kind of tying that together. Uh, are these anonymous girls saying that this is like, like sexual abuse, not just emotional, the, whatever? They're saying it's emotional abuse and sexual harassment. Okay, I can see sexual harassment if you're asking yeah, for news sure. over and over again. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't think it's me too. I don't know. Uh, most of most, I've seen a lot of on Twitter too. A lot of people try to make this connection, and this is the biggest. This is the biggest mainstream coverage of this story right now is PC Gamer, and they're they're, they're linking it with the Me Too movement. Anyway, uh, just putting these in the same. I agree it's bad, and you know, people should be warned of this behavior. But I don't. Know, it, it delegitimizes real real victims. Uh, I get, I get. I, I, you know what? And then I think it's a good lesson for these girls. I'm, uh, I think they're gonna all come away from it, uh, with a, you know, as a, as positive learning experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think you know, kids need to fall, right? They gotta scrape their knees. And I think in high school or middle school, if you're the kind of person who just played games all day, right, you missed out on a lot of social development, right? So you need to plug those holes, and this is one of the ways to do it. Because if you know, if you're in high school, or middle school, you know. You, you got your heart crushed, you know, you got like the, you know, people you made fun of, you got like ostracized by a group. These are all things that should happen to everyone just so they learn at a young age to deal with these things, right? And if you haven't had that experience, uh, I'm glad these girls had a chance to have this experience online where it's safer, uh, where they don't actually get hurt by a creep in real life. And I think moving forward, they're going to be more whole and more mature individuals. There you go. And take a look at this screenshot I sent you. This, this kind of captures another one of the reasons I, per, I, I, I do dismiss this to a degree. This is one of the chat logs where he's, you know, he's talking to. I think that, that that's one of the girls. I'm not sure if she was a victim or not, or somebody else. One of the girls he was talking to. I think she might be one. She, she was the previous editor of the, of the. She was the previous editor of the Moogle Post, right? So just look, just read through this conversation and look at the last one. That last comment is kind of like 
makes me think of how silly this whole thing is. Okay, so we go. I never think of it as a game. I think it describes it pretty well without taking offense. But referring to it as a game makes it seem sadistic, like I do this for fun, I don't. Well, you seek some kind of satisfaction from it, and it, it's a dance you know so well. Scale 1 to 10, how pissed will you be if I blow off Raid tomorrow? So so he's just talking about the game now. <laughs> I, I yeah, like that. To him, it's nothing. And yeah. he just goes like to piss her off by talking about the game now. It just, it just, it's such a weird, you know, intermingling of, of, of these issues. Yeah, I don't know. What's funny know. is, what makes the drama, if you're interested in the MO drama, uh, it's going to get a little more spicy because the guy, Old Bear, he deleted his Twitter account and all his social media accounts when this, when this news broke. And now he just reactivated all of them. So now he's defending himself. So it's going to create an interesting, uh, you know, it's interesting e-drama is going to come out of this. Yeah, I'm actually, you know what I'm curious to see? How far does this cause any outrage that Square Enix has to respond to? Because that would be funny. Yeah, I, I, Square Enix has not responded to anything Which yet. is good. I don't think they should. You know, this but is but like here's a, the thing. I think people are going to pressure them to respond. Yeah, so I'm, I'm interested to see if that will, it will go that way. And I think if, like, this would have been even more, this would have been an even bigger deal, I think, if, uh, like, if a GM on Final Fantasy XIV or a community manager or an employee at Square Enix was the one doing this, right? Then it would have been like a real power dynamic thing where like you're paying for the, your sub to play the game, and like maybe that's some that's like more real power, even though neither involve your livelihood, right? But to be it's just a fan site, so it's it's a little bit less. I think it would have been a bigger deal if it would have been a like a Square Enix GM or something. Yeah, yeah, because then you can argue that they're abusing an actual position. Yeah, there's no position here with this volunteer uh, fan site. All right. Well, I mean, we'll see how this evolves. Uh... But uh, we have dwelt on it for too long but, now. Interesting. What, what I find interesting is almost nobody in the in the chat has it has sympathy for these girls. Like, look, well, I, I have sympathy our for chat, the greedy, Our but... chat skews like ninety five percent male, so I'm not surprised. Well, that's true as well. But like, you know, I, I don't particularly have too much sympathy for them, but I do to a degree. I mean, they made some mistakes, obviously, and they recognize they made some mistakes by sending this this creeper some nude pictures, right? I mean, we all want to feel attention too, you know. But I, I want to end this on one more thing. What, what I found a little bit bizarre and a bit odd. Is that there's a guy? Um, uh, if you follow the hashtag Mooglegate, which is where this is coming, there's a guy who basically says uh, he made an account called instead of Anonymous Jane, uh, Anonymous Doe or something, right? The male version, right? Okay. He's called Anonymous. Uh, he's called John Doe at 14, and he, he now he claims that a that a Final Fantasy 14 streamer who's a female took advantage of him, right? Oh my god! And he, he started posting chat logs of how he's a victim, of how. This Everyone's girl a victim. Emotionally abused him, and she threatened suicide to get donations from him and other people. You guys, hear that? If I don't get more subs right now, all right, I'm ending it. So hurry up. <laughs> you better subscribe quick, guys. But what's funny <laughs> is he's trying. He's trying. You know, he's trying to jump into this um this dialogue, right? But he's a guy, and he's got no, no nobody takes him seriously. He has one follower trying to who cares? You know, who followed him telling his story. He made like 20 comments, and everyone just writes this guy off. Yeah, of course, because he's a guy. He's a guy. Buck guys up. can't. Buck up. Guys can't be abused. And actually, I mean, I, I was curious too because a lot of the allegations involve like if you don't like... Volker, if you don't thank like... you. You saved my life. All right. Everyone thank All right. you. All right. Volker, you just saved all his life. All right. I want you to know this. But I was curious, you know, like when, when one, one of the big things was that this guy would threaten suicide if like some of the girls cut off with him, right? And I'm trying to think, I imagine it's a pretty common tactic, you know, this is like an age-old, you know, controlling tactic. So I googled, uh, I was reading on the Wikipedia page for like emotional abuse. There's a 2005 study by Hamill reports that men and women physically and emotionally abuse each other at equal rates. They find that psychological aggression was effectively bi-directional 
And uh, in 2007, a study of a Spanish college students aged 18 to 27 found that psychological aggression, as measured by the conflict tactic scale, is so pervasive in dating relationships that it can be regarded as normalized element of dating, which is a bit bizarre. So, like, we I feel we live in a world where emotional abuse is normalized, you know, like in dating now for both sides. By the way, both sides are engaged in this at equal rates. So, saying stuff like "I'm going to kill myself if you break up with me," apparently, is is so common these days that the no. That this study found that it's a normal part of relationships now. Doesn't work on me. I think I think the West. Oh, we got a pseudo hero. Five dollars. Thank you for the donation. Thank you, sir. In the Keep Altai Alive Fund. Anyway, I think suicide. Um, I think the Asians have a better view on it. It should be a neutral act. You know, if somebody, who are you to tell somebody who might be in you know mental or physical pain that they should you know continue to suffer that? You know, I think it's a personal choice, and you should respect that. Mm hmm. Uh, Josh used the hundred bits. Altai, don't do it. Altai, people, <laughs> people just saved it. I mean, I mean, ethical IG. I think emotional abuse is wrong as well. I don't think anyone here is defending emotional abuse. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I, uh, you said you didn't have sympathy for these girls. I, I, I said have... I, I do. I do to a oh, degree. Do. Okay. I do to a degree. I don't have. I think a little, a bit of it is self self inflicted, but they were also, you know, I do. I, I do have sympathy. I don't have sympathy, but I have empathy for them. Quote that, guys. Empathy. Okay. I think, like I said, these people went through a necessary learning process. That not every guy who shows them affection, right, is uh is being sincere. Uh, there could be ulterior motives, um, and that's this is just life. You got to learn to deal with these people, and uh, you know, weed them out. So there you go. Yeah, I I, I, I I mean, from everything I read on Twitter too, I feel like everyone kind of treats these people as like helpless people, and I think that that's very disingenuous. These are adults; they make their own decisions. You know, they made some bad, poor decisions, obviously. And it's when you when you look at them as adults, it's a little bit hard to have you know to say they were you know completely. You know, I... <laughs> what are you a monkey? <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> anyway, all right, all right. One last thing I do want to talk about, guys. All right. Omar and I grew up in a time, you know, the early age of MMORPGs and online gaming, where I think it was easier for us to keep for your sure. cyber life and your real life separate was way easier in the '90s and, and early 2000s. Uh, I could pretend to be a girl, and nobody expected me to come on voice chat, let alone webcam, and kind of like talk with them. That was unheard of back then, unless you were really intimate and focusing on one guy on like AIM. It wasn't like in EverQuest, people were walking around trying to get me to, you know, show my face. So even in WoW, which was 2004, mm -hmm. I pretended to be a girl all throughout my raids. Nobody asked me to be on voice with them. It just wasn't expected. But I can see how today it's a lot harder for everyone uh, to separate their internet and real worlds because right now, even me i i expect the people i'm playing with to be on voice with me you know beginning to end i, I won't put up with having to type to them so it, it's it is a lot harder today i think to keep kind of those two separate that's fair again you know back then nowadays you have to use discord these days right yeah i mean you can't like you can't be a part of a guild and you can but like it's much more weird you're expected to be on discord you expect to use voice so right and plus with social media being everywhere you really can't you know, separate your in-game. You you can with strangers, but the moment you're in a Discord, it very quickly you know comes out who you are, what your social media is, what your Facebook is. It, it's much it's much less anonymous now than ever before. But I think yeah. also the kind of games we played, where it was basically unfiltered, like everything goes in terms of open PvP, in terms of uh, like in Battle.net in old StarCraft days, you call somebody and the N word, and and nothing would happen. Like I think people grew up in a different environment where they realized people were assholes, right? And they learn that they're not to trust people through even games like RuneScape, you get scanned, right? The, the good old money doubler, right? You learn very quickly that people are assholes and they're going to lie and cheat to get ahead. 
But now I feel like you really can't learn those lessons. You really can't see that the natural environment for people. You can't see the douchebaggery that exists in everybody because it's hidden. Games like World of Warcraft, uh, any modern MRPG, they do their best to police the game's uh, like dialogue. Or you you can't you can't insult anybody in World of Warcraft. It's harassment. You'll get banned for it. You can't uh, you can't scam people in games. You can't lie in games anymore. If you like, if you literally just lie in a game, you'll get banned. Like if I went to fourteen. In Final Fantasy XIV, if I scam you to a degree, if I lie, if I say, like, all right, if you roll this number, I'll pay oh, you a lot of money, that, that, that's, that's, I'm basically lying then, right? I, I actually give it to them. Can I'll get banned for it. Can you do this? Like, can I try on this armor? I'll give it back to you. Yeah, and, you, if, you, and if you don't, you'll get banned. Really? Yeah, sure, of course. Okay. Yeah, so it's considered scamming because any, kind of, any kind of arrangement you make in the game is considered like a trade contract. And you'll get banned for if you don't follow what about your off-game? contract. What, what if I say to you on Discord, give me your armor, I'll try it on. And then in, a, in, a, in the game, I don't know. If the GM, no proof, the maybe GM can then. see you open the trade, put the item in, accept. You, you'll accept. probably get away with it then. You'll probably get away okay. with it then, because that's be set in game for it to be enforceable. Yeah. But like when 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 you're so coddled with modern gaming, with Overwatch, where and, and League of Legends, they're so obsessed with dealing with toxicity and trying to wean it out. And if they do completely wean it out, you live in a very sterile environment where you never get to experience what people are actually like. You know, you, they, you feel, then you get old bear. Then then you get then, yeah, then, then then creepers like old bear and douchebags like this guy. They can penetrate your life easier because you have no experience dealing with these douchebags. You know, expose yeah. these people. You know, in your games early on, you'll be less vulnerable later on. And to relate it to real life, guys, you know, uh, when you're young, you're supposed to be playing outside, rolling around in the mud, you know, eating bugs because it actually strengthens your immune system. And later in life, you don't just get sick and die. And uh, the kids who are too sheltered, they don't have this exposure to these germs. Uh, you know, they just die when they get sick when they're old. And it's kind of like that. I think I think you need these bad experiences. You need to be tricked. You need to be lied to. You need to have a bad relationship. You need you know, these things, kind of teach you, you know, the reality. Fair. All right. Well, a learning, a live and learn lesson for us all. And we'll see if this gets any more coverage later. But if you know, if you're if you're interested in following it, just follow the Twitter accounts. It's all linked on the 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 page on that we linked for the weekly raid. All right. Well, another fun story. Um, I want to move on to. This is a quick one. Not much to say, but uh, I did like the headline. Epic to remove accidental swastika from Fortnite. And accidental swastika. There's nothing wow. I like more than an accidental swastika. And here you can see. Uh, Let's see it. Uh, it's the floor of this um, tilted t- in one part of Tilted Towers. Apparently, on the floor where this metal is, is a is a swastika. How how did that happen? You Holy think, shit! You think like an employee put that there as like a. As Easter like egg. a little meme, yeah, as an Easter egg. It must be. That seems kind of difficult to be accidental. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's accidental. That does. That looks way too like placed to be accidental. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's it's removed. They fixed it, boys. And um, maybe back to a little bit of serious business topic. A bit of a bit of a bit of a story came out this week. I think on um on this J List blog. It's about, um, let me look at the deal. What happened was basically this 15-year-old boy committed suicide after playing Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, this is intense. Yeah, I remember this that. Is, this is intense. Oh, so the game, if you ever heard of Doki Doki Literature Club, it's a visual novel with very cutesy characters, but it's got very dark undertones to it. I did stream myself playing it. It's uploaded on YouTube if you're curious. Very weird psychological horror-ish game that kind of springs on you later on. One of the characters, you know, it, it, suicide is involved in the game. It's something that's discussed, and it gets really bizarre and crazy. So this kid killed himself after playing this, and I think this happened in, uh, in the United Kingdom. So now uh, they are blaming the video game uh, to a degree, and they're warning parents to let their kids stay away from this game. 
and obviously this goes back to the issue of like how much responsibility is there for governments and you know, to, to regulate gaming. And anytime somebody kills themselves over a game, it's going to get national attention. So this might lead to more uh, regulations in the UK. I know the UK, for example, it's very weird, uh, like porn restrictions. I think you told me about that, Altai, if you want to first share your oh. thoughts on this and get to that. Sure. So when I first heard Omar told me about the story over lunch and um, when he said the UK, uh, you know, a bulb went out because I believe then very quickly what the UK has done to porn, they're going to do with gaming. And and for those who don't know, you got to be an adult to watch porn in the UK. Now, that's true in America as well, but you can just click I am 18 or over, right? It doesn't fly in the UK. you got to prove your age. And one way to do that is you have to go to these uh, 7-Elevens, you know, the corner stores, and they sell these cards with like uh, codes on them. Uh, think of it like a two-factor authentication code, like uh, thing. And then when you go to a porn site, uh, like you know, it'll it'll pop up and ask you for the code, and you gotta put the code in, and then it lets you watch. So I think that's gonna happen with uh, mature, you know, plus games as well in the UK, because they already have the system in place uh, for this. Bill said we don't have to prove anything in the UK. Two really? People, two people in the UK are saying this is not true. I can watch porn, and I'm not even 18. UK porn. Well, I guess it didn't pass yet, but. But it's 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 in the let's see yes. roll, delays roll out. Okay, so it's supposed to roll out. This is March 2018. By the end of the year. So, okay, let me rephrase that. The UK is currently in the process of doing an age check for the UK. Yeah, the new edition kicks in later this year. Uh, Pornhub parent company MindGeek has revealed age ID verification tools. Well, I mean, right for it. Uh, I'll, I'll try to find a BBC article for you. Okay, so here's the BBC, which is uh, the British news. Uh, you can take a look at this. Interesting. Confirmed. Okay, so they're definitely. In the, I think they're in the press is rolling it out unless it's a big uproar and then they cancel it. But anyway, back to my point. I think if they roll this out for porn, uh, they will definitely roll it out for gaming as well, especially after this case. Yeah, I mean, look. The problem is, how can you even fix this? Okay, look, this was a uh, this this kid was 15, right? He was playing adult game, and the game tell the Steam tells you this is not for minors. When you launch the game, it says it's not for minors. Like, how much more can the game companies do to get keep kids away from this game? Like, and is that even a viable like pursuit? Because kids are going to play these games anyway. Like, how, how do you how do you stop this kid from getting this game? Well, same thing. You would require uh, an age verification and a two factor authentication, and you can only buy that widget that that sends the code if you present an ID. Uh, to a real life person beforehand, that would stop it. That, they wouldn't stop it, but it, I would say it will severely limit it. And then people have to buy like the black market cards. Uh, it's just really bizarre that these kind of things can happen. I, I don't know. I, growing up, it'd be so weird. Like if I'm trying to go to a porn site and I can't because I'm not 18, and I have to like actually verify like my passport number or some bullshit to get on there. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I, I, I mean, would it be so weird? Here's a fun fact. I heard this. Uh, I think Destiny said this. Streamer. Imagine someone growing up in the age of online porn you've seen more naked ladies than on an average all, night on an average night you see more naked ladies than even a king did in like the old days and by old days i'm talking like 50 years ago no I, I, his quote was even more interesting he said you you've seen more naked ladies in one night than all your ancestors combined have yeah that's also true but even, even ancestors of like the kings or like rockefeller yeah. whoever has a harem a harem a big harem with like 200 women but you know you can go through 50 videos in one session uh it's insane and there's no way this is not having some effect on us. So maybe it is the right thing to do to try to limit it. I don't know. I'm not. I, I I'm not totally yeah. against this. I'm. I'm. I'm not convinced on it, but I'm not totally against trying to limit porn for mm -hmm. kids. Yeah. 
that's still unfortunate. That, that, that I mean, it, it, the guy who made the game, uh, Team Salvatore, is gonna get a lot of flat. I mean, if, if this gets more media attention, he's gonna get a lot, he's gonna deal with a lot of bullshit. You know, his game is clearly for adults, but uh, you know, his, his name is out there, and his name is you know, the game might get some slander and whatnot. I mean, it's a free game anyway. What are they gonna, it's probably yeah, gonna whatever. More, it's, it's gonna get more attention if anything. It's gonna be fine. True. They'll be fine. True. But what do you think? Do you think they should do some kind of age check that's legit for uh, either games or uh, porn? Uh, for porn, no. Porn is harmless. No, what? Right. How's party on porn is harmless? Porn, porn is harmless, right? 15-year-old me would disagree with uh, any kind of restrictions for that, all right? I don't think porn... Uh, I, I think it, it desensitizes you. It, uh, it, it makes a real, you know, like, real woman way less enticing. Right. I don't think it's the government's responsibility to do it. If the if the if the porn site itself or the game, if Steam wants to create their own third party age verification thing to appeal to you know parents or whatever, let them do it. Right? I think Steam is doing enough already. It's, I think know, this whole let the, I think this just a cop out. This whole parent thing. We were lucky enough to have I guess parents who were at least like sober, relatively and like there. But I think a lot of people they have parents that are working all day that don't give a shit about them, who you know abuse them. Uh, any any number of scenarios where the parent does, you know completely neglects their responsibility so now what happens to that person they're just going to be a ruffian and like destined to prison i don't understand like w- it's such an easy cop-out to say well it's a parent's responsibility you know it is a parent when i hear that it's actually not my problem that's a, that's that's what you're saying basically <laughs> i mean right like it's like imagine a kid stabs himself to death by accident and because he got it uh i found on the first shelf in walmart and then walmart well you could say well they should put in the behind the counter right but you would say no it's a parent's responsibility well, no, but, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know. But another comparison. What, what if I eat too much uh, M and M's and I gain and I gain too much weight? Is is it now the government's responsibility, or is it, was that my responsibility? Well, what, how old are you? Twelve. Sure, twelve. Whatever. My parents bought bought me the M and M's and I ate them, and now it's, it's my. You know, it's a parent's responsibility to make sure their kids eat properly. Okay. Okay. I agree. Who's else me? But what happens in a case where the parents say out loud in front of Congress, "I swear, what I'm saying is true. I don't give a shit about my kid. I will not take any responsibility for them." That's it. I'm done. Peace. Like, well, then, do they do? They, they, then they lose custody of their child. Okay. If they do stuff like that. Yeah. They sh- and whatever they should. They fine, can lose fine. custody so, of their so, child. So then, and then for adoption, and then the new new parents figure it out. But currently, I'm not this is perfect. Okay. It's currently a law that underage people cannot watch porn. So should, should they lose custody if they let their kid watch porn? I see. I see. Like we can we could do something in the middle there. But that's not so intense. <laughs> you know, like make it a little harder to access if you're underage. I don't know. It's not the government's job to raise children. I don't know whose job it is. If, if the parent neglects the kid, right, and they admit they're neglecting them, I think someone, you know, if, if it's a if severe offense, yeah, sure, they can they can lose their child. Then make sure your kid doesn't want. I mean, you're supposed to, you know, put parental controls if you want, right? You don't trust your kid, put on parental controls. Problem solved. No, no, it's not solved because the kind of kids in question here don't have parents who care enough to do the controls. That, that that's my point. Well, if the, if the parents don't care, they yeah. have to lose the kid. They have to lose the kid to somebody who will care. They lose custody of the child. I, but now that's very expensive. Now that's even more expensive for the government. Rather than just mitigating factors like making hard to access, you know, mature games or porn or well, or, sure, or but, candy. But, but, but there's other problems too now because if parents don't give a shit, they're going to run other problems. You know, they're not going to they're not going to do well in school. They're going to you know maybe do drugs outside the parent. You know, when the parents aren't with them, and there's a lot of other problems there too that that come from having shitty parents. Then maybe yes. you're better off taking the kids away from the parents if they're you know. Okay, if you want to build this job. huge system of uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know. Okay. I mean, there's many smaller factors we can add, like uh, this kind of restriction. Sure. We'll see where it goes from here. All right. Uh, we can move on a bit. I know uh, Fractured was supposed to launch um, 
their Kickstarter campaign today, or yesterday, rather. I'm curious how that's doing. Have you seen that? Uh, Fractured? Yeah, I have. I have seen that. Let me... So take a look at that right now. They, 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 their Kickstarter page is up. Uh, can you guess how much money, money they raised already? It came up yesterday, by the way. 40K? You've seen the game. We, we've talked... Yeah, right about 40K. You've seen it, though, right? I've seen Where's it. Where's that a good guess? Uh, the last time I looked, it was like 30-something. Yeah. yeah so, so I knew, I, I knew what, what it would be around. We talked about this game a few weeks ago. It's this uh, open-world sandbox, you know, ARPG. They're, they're, they're promising all these sandbox elements. They're promising quite a bit, actually. And they promise to use uh, that good old spatial OS, which has been kind of uh, touted as this next-gen engine, this next-gen tool to make MMOs. But so far, we haven't seen any real MMORPG utilize it just yet. But I'm actually surprised that they're, they're out, out of the gate with $40,000 in funding already. I question... Okay, so I haven't read the page. or mm-hmm. um, So I want to see what their funding source is because there's no way 100K is enough funding. No way. Of course so, not. It so can't I, be. Yeah. So I think I feel like Kickstarter is kind of turning into a marketing thing, um, not really uh, a funding source, because there's no way this office uh, is going to be funded with 100k if they reach their goal. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna last them like a month or two, you know. Yeah, making a game costs way more than 100k. Uh, you, you need millions and millions. I, I think they said they had, they've had private fun, uh, funding elsewhere too. So okay. this actually, it's fair. This actually ends up being a very good uh, marketing piece for them, more so than game development. In fact, even the even that Temtem game we talked about two weeks ago or so, the Pokemon MO one, even whatever they raised on Kickstarter there, their initial ask was like 75k. It was not enough to make the game, not even close. But it becomes a really good marketing tool for the game. And that was, you know, kind of, we talked a lot about the Kickstarter campaign. I know other sites covered it as well. But they had funding from elsewhere, you know, on top of that as well. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I think we did talk about Fractured as well several weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, it's an isometric action RPG. I love the camera style. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to... W- w- what is it going to be that stands out? Like, So I know with Spatial OS, I can presumably have lots of people on screen, but uh, is that is that is that going to pan out? I don't well, know. I mean, it's supposed to be like this ARPG. So th- imagine Path of Exile or Diablo-style camera, right? With this isometric view, ARPG-style yeah. gameplay. But it's supposed to be a, more, a sandbox MMORPG. So it seems like they're going for persistence rather than just these you know, uh, instant zones. There'll be player housing as well, apparently. The player housing is nice. That I'm, I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to. But, you know, it's... I don't know. Uh, the guys behind it, uh, it's their first game they're making, it looks like. Anytime I see a crowdfunded game from a studio that th- has, doesn't have any released games, I, I kind of raise an eyebrow. At least with Temtem, they've released a game on Steam already. They have some experience making games, so that's a little more viable. But anytime you see a game like like this, I'm a little bit more uh, a little more cautious. Yeah, here's the okay. link, guys. You guys can check out the Kickstarter yourselves and maybe listen with some audio. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I, I'm I'm not optimistic. I'm gonna I'll keep it I'll keep an eye on it though, and you know once there's something playable, you know then I'll check it out. But until then, it's just a whole bunch of promises, as with most Kickstarter projects. I will say the since the graphics are not like amazing or anything, it does seem like at least their ambition is is uh, properly controlled. They're not promising the world here. No, but still, uh, sandbox elements in a isometric ARPG with MMORPG persistence. Seems like something nobody else has really done before. I mean, I guess you you have um, Ultima Online did it in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, but Ultima <laughs> Online, yeah, that's true. But you know, no you other, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But the only game I can think of is uh, Moo Legend has the isometric action RPG perspective, but it's not really a sandbox world either. So I yeah. mean, they're they're promising quite a bit. They want to use uh, Spatial OS, but we've seen you know everyone trying to use Spatial OS for a while, and no one's really done anything quite you know, with it yet. I think only Worlds Drift is one of the major games out that uses it. Uh, this game reminds me of um, Shards Online, doesn't it? Do you get that? Yeah, to a degree. The, the graphic style. Here, right here. 
Which all? What is what is Shards Online now? It's like, it's like Legend of Aria, right? Yeah. Mm. I like the other video too, showing the game's uh, housing, town building. Oh. Again, I'm not sure how much of this will exist in uh, like a persistent world or not, though. But this guy's like building some buildings apparently and gathering resources. All right, I'll see what he's but, doing here. But like, it, it looks more like from all the videos I've seen for the game right now, they've created a, a game client in Unity where you can like move around and do things. But it's not a real game yet, right? It's just you, even the gameplay videos that they showed previously were just killing a couple animals with a few skills. I think that just seems so far to me, so far removed from a real product, like a finished MMORPG product. You know, you got to make the game now. You got to design all the character skills, all the characters, all the NPCs, all the game systems. That's a lot harder than making a world you can run around in, right? They, they have a system of procedurally generated worlds as well. So a lot of the areas will be just biomes that are just randomly generated, right? That's an but, ARPG staple. Yeah, yeah, but just just that alone is nothing. You know, walking around in that world doesn't really show off gameplay. They show off like one or two classes, but like making all these systems work together is the hard part, not just making a world. Just having a Unity world that you run around in is not a game. And I feel yeah. like a lot of Kickstarter projects end up showing off just environments. And having an environment gameplay video is, isn't real gameplay. Like with Star Citizen, you know, showing off the basic systems and the graphics and movement is one thing, but then showing off this coherent game that connects all these systems together is the is the difficult part and the challenging part to make the game. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have more about it later. Um, mm -hmm. Check out the Kickstarter if you're interested. Yeah. I don't have much else to say about this one. Yeah, I mean... I, I feel like honest. we did one of these like uh, just a few weeks ago. There was another ARPG hidden Kickstarter. But there was one that you showed me that was in a Kickstarter. They have a gameplay that's like a, you can yeah. download and play right now. Like That was more legit. Yeah, they had a single-player demo available um, as soon as they launched their Kickstarter. You know what's even more? You know what's crazy? A little bit of a, a little bit of a shift over here. You put this article up th uh, last week about Warframe being the best-selling game on Steam's free-to-play list, right? Yeah. It is still the top-selling game on their free-to-play list. Wow. Uh, Smite just took number two spot from Dota 2 only because they launched a new uh, DLC. It looks like some kind of new patch, so it's getting a lot more sales through there. But Dota 2 has been the number two game there for a long, number one game for the longest time. So Warframe has been taking the number one spot for over a week now. Which is incredible. And Warframe is one of the unusually like super successful free-to-play games where since launch the game has been gaining players like pretty steadily. Like every month it would just gain more players, more players, and the game is doing better now than it ever was before. And the remarkable thing about this, guys, is Warframe is not a Steam exclusive. Mm -hmm. You can play it through their website or on Xbox or PlayStation. So you gotta think at least half uh the money coming in is off Steam. Oh yeah. Right? So that makes it even more remarkable and amazing. Uh, yeah, Dota 2 still has 100,000 current players. I mean, Warframe on Steam has like 70,000 current players. But again, it's not a Steam exclusive either. A lot of people that play Warframe probably play off Steam as well. And Warframe is just absolutely killing it. Yep. I mean, they're really... Like, can you think of any other Western-developed free-to-play games that are just really big, besides maybe Warframe and League of Legends and Dota 2? Right? Well, I don't know how big it's big, but uh, Path of Exile, it's number four on this list. Uh, it's also been growing every year since release. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it'll ever pass Dota 2. Uh, mm -hmm. on Steam, but uh, it's also one of those games that is now available on Xbox. Uh, it's off. It's it's available PC off Steam as well. And I think if you add all that up, you know, it might it might just be number three. You know, yeah, doable. It's just, most of these games are definitely uh you know in the free to play world. Most of these games are are Eastern games. So Warframe doing well after all this time is definitely pretty impressive. <laughs> Poe overrated Dota out there. <laughs> <laughs> Warframe POE, is Poe is not overrated. All right, Poe is a is a it's a timeless classic. 
Right. Well, we got we got we got some blessed stuff, but never not really any blessed drama, unfortunately. Just they released a producer letter this week, uh, basically saying they're going to be launching into uh, out of early access soon. Uh, and they'll be they'll be merging servers down to two, two NA servers and two EU servers will happen, and that'll happen uh, sometime in July. And what's remarkable is if you look at the Steam charts for the game; it's just how much the player base has bled over the you know since launch. I mean, the game is still pretty new, but like look at the let me look at the Steam charts for the game. It is it is pretty impressive. You know, the all time peak of thirty four thousand to a twenty four hour peak of six point four k. The player base is just is just look at a three month chart of the game's player base. You'll see just womp how womp. crazily it's a big womp womp for this one. It's. I knew from the moment I played that this was going to be a disaster, and like all the players, so many people are going to quit. But it might get a boost when it officially launches and the servers emerge, and there may be a big content update. But after playing the game some more, after complaining about their just how it's un, it's inexcusable how poorly the game runs, and beyond that, just just launching the game on Steam, right? You click on the game to launch. From that, from launch to the character like login menu is like a minute and a half. In what world are people? Gonna, why does it take a minute and a half to launch your game? It's insane. It makes no sense. From when I click the start button to the character menu, like, and I'm, I'm playing a 1080 with the, one of the best CPUs out there. I gotta wait two minutes to like log into the game. Like what? What? Did you got remember? seventy thousand files, unoptimized, hot garbage. Yeah, like, it is. It is awful. The game could have looked like ten times worse graphically, but if it just ran, that's all that matters. Like that's your most important thing. Is the game has to work. You know, people want to be able to get into the game and play. There's nothing more frustrating than the game running poorly. Like, nobody wants to play a game, no matter how good it is, if it just doesn't run well. In fact, it, the gameplay doesn't even matter at that point. The first thing you have to do, it's not, it's not the graphics. Graphics aren't that important. The first number one thing you got to fix is make sure the game works and runs smoothly. If you don't have a smooth running game with a consistent FPS, I don't care how fun the game is. Nobody's going to play it. Imagine playing like Dota 2 or League if it was running at like slideshow tier FPS. You know, there's great games, but they're unplayable if the FPS was shit. Agreed, agreed. As soon as I launched the game and I saw on top left, the DX9, I was like, all right, it's done. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, it's, it is falling. And, and, and I think Bless is Steam only, so these are accurate numbers for the entire player base, right? Yeah. Bless is basically Wildstar, too. Now, Wildstar was way smoother, and the, the gameplay was actually a lot better. I don't think that's fair. Yeah, Wildstar ran way smoother. I mean, that's a prerequisite. I mean, you need to have the game running well. It doesn't guarantee your game be successful, right? But, like... If your game doesn't run well, literally nothing else matters. You could have literally the most perfect design game, the most like fun game possible with the most ingenious game systems, but it doesn't matter. If your game doesn't run, everything goes out the window. It doesn't guarantee success, but your game's got to run well. And, and obviously everyone else in the chat saying they had problems with the game as well. I'm worried that Air is going to have the same problem as well. It also runs on Unreal Engine 3, but we'll have to see. Yep. Hopefully, the, you know, hopefully Air runs a bit better. Lost Ark has an isometric camera angle, so I feel like it's going to... From the videos I've seen, it runs better. So there's hope for uh, Lost Ark. Air, you know, their own trailers is kind of iffy in terms of performance, so we'll have to wait and see. So you you said you played this recently, Bless? Uh, yeah, I, I did my first look video for it just two oh, days ago, and I played well, a bit after that. So too. what's changed? What what, what what was you up to? Anything interesting happen? No, but but you would think after like the player base died down, it would run better. Yeah. But no, even even with a, a player base that was like you know from 30k down to 3k when I was playing, when you're when you're not in a dungeon, the game was like shit. It was remarkable too because you'd be I'd be running from one dungeon to the other, or like one area to another, and I'm looking at my screen. How is this game running at slideshow speed? I'm not my, 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 it's on my main monitor. I'm not minimizing or anything. I'm focusing on the game, and it runs so poorly. I I found other bugs too. Like when you when you're playing Bless, if you pan your camera, like I was running over a swamp, and if you pan your camera underneath the green water of the swamp. 
and you pan it back up, right? Does this, so your camera goes under the water and then above the water. Your whole screen goes blue for like 4.5 seconds. Your whole screen is blue. First of all, the swamp water wasn't even blue. It was green. But why is your whole screen blue for four seconds? It's, it's really bizarre. There's a lot of little things. And the translations don't make sense either. I think I screenshot earlier. Maybe I can find it. But I was highlighting over one of my... I have a, I have like a uh, DOT spell. It's, it burns target for N seconds for this much damage. N is literally a variable they never even bothered to plug in. Like, <laughs> like it's like it burned for X seconds, but they never changed the X to tell you what the number actually was. So you don't even know how long the spell lasts unless you count yourself. Like, how is that possible? I don't know. It just it's, it's frustrating because they spent money on voice actors when they couldn't even translate their UI and their skills. Like any money spent on voice actors at that point was an utter waste of money, and that money could have been spent localizing the the skill. E- even today, the skills are disgustingly localized. They're they're read in such piss poor English. That it's not even obvious the skills do, and even the UI itself is still inconsistent. It's like uh, I'm nitpicking one thing, but even now, if you click on the, your menu and bless, you can see, you know, you can see your character profile, your stats, your PvP menu, your dungeons menu, and there's a store menu. But the S in store is lowercase. Everything else, the first letter is uppercase. Like, wh- why is it an uppercase? It's like it's, it's a small detail, but like if you're playing this game and you're a developer, like you spot that out in like two minutes. Like nobody that works at Bless must have played Bless. Or they saw all the glaring problems and didn't give a shit. Like, like these are these are just aesthetic problems, like like interface problems that nobody cared to fix. Like one guy on Bless could have lo- like, like like literally you, people that knew this could have given Remo a couple a couple G's and before the game launched, I would have looked through the UI and fixed ninety percent of the problems. But no, even today they haven't fixed those problems. It just shows it's a joke. There's no there's no excuse for that. I think what happened is um, so this game was developed like six years ago now. I mm-hmm. think what happened is along the way. The original developers left, so the people still left don't actually know how to change the game, right? They can just fiddle up with a few variables where it's easy to tweak, mm-hmm. but the, the the developers that know how to actually design develop the game are no longer there. So now you got other pe- new people looking through this old code and they don't know what to change or how you know. No, so no, no. Here's the thing, I agree with you, right? But that that's not even the problem. I'm not even criticizing Bless at a higher level. We're looking at gameplay systems and balance. Forget that. The balance is obviously shit, right? And and that that's visible through all the changes they've made since launch, with, with 70% damage nerfs across the board and insane damage changes. Right? Forget the balance. I'm, I'm not talking about high-level design decisions here. I'm talking very, very utterly basic, most mundane-level UI. That their own UI, nobody gives a shit about this game. They, they, they could just go back and fix the UI. There are, they're, they're like, you know, very obviously mistranslated things that anyone can fix. Even from the shit translations, you can make them better. Like, anyone can fix these problems if they just had one person doing it. They can hire one guy for $10 an hour to fix all this shit, or even a volunteer. Let a volunteer go fix this shit, and they would all do it. So we're not talking about fixing, uh, you know, game systems. We're talking about the most obvious service level problems that they refuse to address. And they've never addressed. Even though they've made millions selling this game on Steam. You know, but no, they, they're not... They're not, they're not spending any money fixing this shit. And nope. it's such a basic problem. I, I blame the people who are so anti-free-to-play. You guys were so anti-free-to-play that now you know what you got? You got free-to-play games launching with a you know, box price. So good job, guys. You know, So this, this, is, this is what you get for being anti-free-to-play. Now you, just, you get free-to-play shit, but with a buy-to-play model. And the cash shop on top of that. So, good job. It just really hurt. It, it just I, I just cannot understand. Like I don't like to use the word cash grab, right? Because like it implies like some from the get go they wanted to take your money and run. That that's what that's what cash grab implies, right? But for them to not fix the UI issues, like the very basic, fundamental, awful UI problems, tells you that there's not a single person at the newest office that logged into this game that gives a shit. Give me ten minutes, I can fix like eighty percent of the UI problems, as is. 
Just just change the text on them. That's all you there's no programming involved there. Just change the text that appears on the UI and you fix so many of the like obvious problems. There are still other fundamental issues with Bless in terms of late game content. But that's that's like you said, that's a real problem that you know the old developers all quit and the game is shit, whatever. You can't fix those problems. But the, the, the service level problems haven't been fixed all this time. It's inexcusable. Inexcusable. Well, okay, I guess I don't have to listen to your th- third first look. I kinda yeah, so I see, you know I see you're in this dungeon again. <laughs> you love this dungeon. Yeah, yeah. Again, for people listening, I'm sorry for I'm speaking with a bit of a lisp because my tooth hurts. So this whole time my voice is a little bit different. Just a little bit. Yeah. Alright, well we we got some new super data numbers today. Oh, what are they? I'm excited. Alright, so here we got uh, so Fortnite did not do as well as I thought. Uh, but obviously they're still up. So here's the chart. I'll link this to you guys as well. So Fortnite clocked uh, 300 and was it 312 million? Yeah, th- no, 318 million uh, in May. And interestingly, uh, the growth came from console. The PC and mobile numbers were stagnant. They weren't down, but they were stagnant. Mm-hmm. But it grew significantly on console. Uh, so that's interesting to watch. So it came in at fifth, five, number five on PC, number one on console, and it was not even in the top ten for mobile because it's only uh, available on iOS still. No, no Android yet. Yeah. The numbers I suspect aren't nearly as big because once they release on Android and they release in China, the mobile numbers I think will go through the roof. Yeah, I think so. But but so you the numbers over three hundred million though. Yeah, three hundred eighteen million. So that's grew. still up from last month. Last month it was like two hundred ninety million, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're still growing. And they're growing without their release in China. I mean, the game is not out in China yet either, and the mobile version isn't out in China yet either, too. So even with the lack of Chinese release, it's still growing. Yep. And that reminds me of, uh, did I mention the PUBG numbers from before? Did they mention this last week or no? With the PUBG release their data on how many monthly active users they have? No, I think you told me, but I don't know if you mentioned it on podcast. Okay, so it's worth, I, w- I want to bring this up, too, because um, so PUBG released some interesting data. Let me link that to you real quick and share that. Uh, did. Yeah, 40 million total players, 227 million monthly active users, and 87 million daily active users. Now, these numbers count mobile. Now, obviously, PUBG is not bigger than Fortnite on PC and console, but it's bigger on mobile because PUBG is released in China on mobile and PC, and there's an Android and iOS versions out. But you have 227 million monthly active users. I want to put the number into context. A game like League of Legends, which is the most popular PC game uh, in the world right now, has 100 million monthly active users. Of course, it's only out for PC. There's no mobile League of Legends. But basically, the, the size of the, P, the the best, the size of the biggest PC game in the world is 100 million monthly active users, whereas this mobile game and PC game combined has 227 million monthly active users. That is absolutely astounding to me. It just shows you how insanely big mobile is right now. And when Fortnite, by the way, Fortnite has about 40, a little over 40 million monthly active users, counting Xbox, uh, PS4, and uh, and PC. Just on console plus PC, it's at 40 million monthly active users. And Fortnite is the bigger game, but. PUBG is bigger if you count monthly, uh, if you count mobile users. So once Fortnite goes mobile, I think we're going to see 300 million monthly active users, something crazy like that. Oh baby! But this mobile is just unstoppable. You know, because of PUBG's mobile success, it has two, 227 monthly active users is mind blowing. Again, League of Legends on the PC is 100 million monthly active active users. The so Fortnite is going to be in bigger numbers when it, when we get the numbers for them. It's insane. If you just read the top of this uh, super data report too, so worldwide mm-hmm. digital spending rose twenty five percent year over year to May, from twenty seventeen May to twenty eighteen May, uh, and 
the, the, the largest growing segment was mobile, which grew 36% year over year. It's crazy. They're minting money, boys. Mobile is minting money. And every time I'm on my phone, I'm reading an article, like a news post somewhere, or like not even non-gaming stuff, I always get mobile gaming ads. I see Girls Frontline everywhere. It's like this waifu collector game of these girls it? with guns. It's girls called Girls Frontline. Frontline. I, don't I see that. this ad everywhere. I'm, I'm kind of tempted to click on it once. It's it's uh, it's like a waifu for game. you because yeah, I, I guess so. One. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll I'll be reading like financial news or something, right? Or like just something completely unrelated to games. I see this Girls Frontline ad everywhere. It's like these girls with guns. It's a waifu collector with girls with guns. <laughs> I love it. It looks so funny. <laughs> so I, I, I might try it one day because I see the ad literally everywhere. I think you would like it. Look at this combat. It's a bunch of like these chibi anime characters with like machine guns. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, Paradox, I legit sit in my, my 1500 pound PC uh, playing two mobile games on tablet and phone. My PC is useless for Twitch and YouTube. It's used for Twitch and YouTube. So that's the future of gaming, boys, mobile. Uh, Ether Village, I, I might do a video for it. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a clearly a pretty big game. I'm seeing ads everywhere for it. You got cute girls with guns, though, so they got the waifus going for them. I think they, the characters look funny in battle. Like right here? Mm-hmm. This is great. But you don't see this ad everywhere? This is no, literally everywhere for me. I've never seen this ad. If I go to my phone right now, I'll find this ad. I'm telling you. Like I, I, I could be reading anything in this girl's frontline ad for me. I think uh, I think the, your phone just knows you. Track that browsing history. Maybe. Find those uh, classy websites I go to. I think the first, um, the first company to make a PC client like Steam but only for mobile games. They have the official licensed PC version for all the top mobile games will make billions. Because right now you got you can still play mobile games on your PC, but you got to go through uh, emulators. Emulators, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but imagine, you you know, like Steam, it was called like mobile.it or something, and you launch it on your, des on your desktop, like Steam, and you can just see, you just see the list, you double-click, you install, and you play. Boom, boom, boom. I think, I think it would make billions. I mean, you do have a lot of mobile games having PC clients now. Like, uh, there's, there's a Final Fantasy mobile game that... Uh, there's a Mobi, few. Mobi there's not a lot. There's, not, there's yeah. a few. There's, like, maybe a dozen yeah. uh, mobile games on Steam. Uh, there's that Fallout Shelter game. Mm -hmm. um, which, by the way, there was controversy over that. Did you, did you hear about that? No. Fallout Shelter. Uh, Sue's West World. Here we go. Okay, so there's a game called Fallout Shelter. I never played it, but basically it's a shitty mobile game. You know, you, you, just, you just click and then they want money from you. But, um, so... Apparently, CB, uh, Warner Brothers made a similar game for Westworld. And um, Bethesda is claiming uh, copyright infringement uh, because, cool. because they, uh, they're saying they use the same code because uh, they, the exact same bug happened in the exact same spot in the game. That's pretty funny. That's yeah. pretty damning evidence right it's a, there. It's damning evidence right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and it makes sense because they both, they both licensed, they both uh, uh, contracted the same third party to make the game. But uh, Bethesda had a con in the contract it said... All the code you make for us for this game belongs to us, and the other companies signed off on that. So I guess when Warner Brothers went to them, this company just reused that code to make uh, the same game. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's damning evidence. The code happened. If the same bug happens, that's yeah. pretty like that, that's a silver bullet. All right, you're done after that. Uh, if somebody who's played the Fallout Shelter, um, uh, if you look at gameplay for this game, maybe you can tell us if it's similar because I have not played. Either game, but you know this is they, they filed they filed a lawsuit in courts. Bada bing, bada booming. Interesting.
You guys can read this uh, scribbled poor filings. Oh, mobile gaming boys, it's here. It's, it's taking over everything. All right. It's Warner Brothers' fault because they uh, are the ones who published that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they're both included though in the. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 but here's the thing: can can they really get in trouble for this? We've seen so many Chinese mobile games literally rip off League of Legends. Like they copy the hero names and the art and the exact abilities, and it looks the same. Like and that's like that's. Well, these allowed. aren't Chinese. These, these are both American companies. That's true. You know, that's Warner true. Brothers Entertainment is a big company. Yeah, that's true. You know, so I you think you can't force your your claims overseas. But I guess they're both big American companies. Then maybe. Yeah. yeah. So I know, I I, th- I think it's pretty damning. I think they'll I think they'll get the game shut down. Mm-hmm. Fair. Anything else spicy this week, Altai? Um, there was this uh, Minecraft trailer, kind of uh, what's it called? Microsoft and Nintendo taking a swipe at Sony. Did you see this? Yeah, but but like crossplay or something. Yeah, basically, yeah, they're basically supporting crossplay now, and Sony's being the asshole. Yeah, there's a bit of news for Crowfall, which I think it's definitely worth mentioning. Actually, so Crowfall is being pushed back to 2019. If you guys haven't heard about that already. It's pretty funny because I remember you wrote the post, Altai, that uh, that Crowfall was going to come out in 2018, and there was like a line in the sand the developers drew in 2018, right? Oh. <laughs> that that line in the sand got pushed back to 2019. You never make lines in the sand. Remember Obama and his Syria thing? That's red line? true. He's like, there if you, you use go. chemicals, I'm coming after you. And then, oh, JK, JK, no, just kidding. Yeah, you never you, you never put lines in the sand because you can't you know you can't always commit to them. Yeah, yeah. that's funny though. So, yeah, so 2019, hopefully we're gonna get Crowfall. I'm still hoping for to play Camelot and Chain's first alpha on July 4th. That was a self-imposed deadline for their first like public beta or alpha rather. So I'm looking forward to giving Camelot and Chain a try then. I know we're supposed to get another um, another round of testing for Crowfall at the end of the summer, but no actual soft release yet. It, they also said they they licensed their engine to a different game company. Wow! So they got some news on that front. I know when you said they, they raised money, Crowfall raised money as a like an engine game engine company. Was this Crowfall or are we talking about Camelon uh, Chain. Chain? Which one are you mixing? Camelon Chain might have done that, but these guys, the, the Crowfall apparently licensed their engine to uh, another I company. Crowfall was just using money. Unity. Well, look, read that. Read the article. Okay. We're... Well, uh, first I want to read this out loud. Yeah. So this is from 2017, guys. Okay. So this is not mm-hmm. the first time they moved the red line, All right? But progress isn't the same as done, and obviously there isn't enough time left in 2017 to get everything done. For that reason. We're resetting the line in the sand to next year, 2018. And we're pushing like hell to get the game out, the game to soft launch as early in 2018 as we can. So now you just they're pushing it to 2019. Yes. So this is the second time at least that they've pushed their line in the sand. Yeah, it's pretty bad. You know, when you line the sand, you're pushing back twice by a year. It's insane. It's not good. Yeah. yeah. But hey, I mean. They, they, they got a publishing agreement. They got some more money out of that. They licensed their game. They got some money out of that. So at least they have some more money to develop the game now. That sounds good. Indeed. The winds of... Ch- I like the name of their uh, post on their website. Yeah. Well, I still never played Crowfall yet, and I'm looking forward to giving it a try when it eventually launches. I'm looking forward to giving Camelot Chain a try on July 4th when their beta happens. Oh, yeah, it's a good point. Beta 1 for Camelot Unchained is happening in 10 days. Yeah. Probably less now. Um, but apparently the caveat is don't play it unless you really want to be a beta tester because it's not feature complete, the gameplay is not ready, all that crap. Yeah, 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 all that jazz. I just want to see what it's about, you know? Yeah, me too. But I think there's going to be... Is there going to be an NDA for Beta 1? I hope not. Yeah, I hope not. 
we talked about Star Citizen a lot last week. I don't know what, if there's anything else to say. This week, yeah, same same old stuff, guys. Star Citizen, right? same old stuff. Nothing, nothing really new happened for Star Citizen. But if something juicy happens, we'll definitely cover it. Um, uh, Nail get watched. We we don't know when we don't know when Close Beta Two is going to start. But they actually did say um, they said they will be the Close Beta Two will be in July, and then they they did not announce when in July, right? But it's going to be happening. Looks like in July for sure. And you know they'll be adding a new dungeon as well in the next round of closed beta testing. So there's gonna be some new content in there as well, some new raids. But uh, we do know there's a closed beta too, and it's gonna happen. Um, I think uh, next month it looks like. Yes, within July is the official source for next round of closed beta testing. Uh, no word on when open beta is gonna happen yet either. I'm still hoping that we get clo- we get open beta by the end of the summer. Is what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I'm, this is the game I'm most hyped. I'm I'm most hyped for Maple Story too. Honestly, that's my most hyped game of uh, you know, of 2018. Really. What about you, Alfai? Most excited game for 2018? Crowfall, Camelot, and Chain, Maple Story two. What's on your list? For me, it's Maple Story two for sure. It's the only game I've actually like been looking forward to playing, and I played the beta and I actually enjoyed it a lot. I mean, I don't know if it's going to come out, but um, that uh, but the Paragon, Rise of the Fallen. That's not coming out this year either, though. Pantheon, uh, uh, Pantheon, Pantheon. What are you talking about? Paragon, Rise of Fallen? Yeah, Whatever. Same thing. So when is this coming out? Black. Uh, well, this is coming out in close beta. This my Maple Story Two is coming out in close beta in July. Close beta too. I'm hoping. I think for sure it'll come out this year in open beta. For sure. Honestly, at some point these all become a blur. All these projects with no with, in, with indefinite time span. Well, yeah, the ones in that, that's why the crowdfunded ones are always uh, you know a bit of a blur for me. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. Xenexile says Pantheon is trash. I haven't played it yet, but Zen- I mean, Pantheon was made for o- old school EverQuest fans. So, yeah. you know, we both, my brother and I grew up playing EverQuest, so I'm sure we'll have a more sympathetic eye towards. We can at least try it, you know? Yeah, I'm, because I'm, I'm, of I'm, our love for EverQuest, you know? Yeah. True. Uh, Skill Party, maybe. I mean, making my own guild might be too much work, you know? I'm, I'm kind of lazy, so probably just join a random guild. Unless somebody make a guild, and I'll join it. Elder Scrolls Mobile Skyrim. Yeah, so this is Pantheon, guys, in the background. I know I played this video a few times. Mm-hmm. Basically, it looks like yeah, an EverQuest with a HD skin. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what that, that's what they're going for too. So I'm not yeah. surprised. And they have they, they have a game here. They've they've done a few dungeon runs too. So there's something here. But I, I don't think I don't think I don't think this game is an appeal to too many people. It's a very niche game. The old school EverQuest fans will play this. And it might be enough to support the game, right? David, do they want to go with a subscription model? Yes, they want to go. With yeah, so I think they'll, they'll get enough subs to support the game, but I don't think it'll be some like big, big game, you know. But I think there'll be enough hardcore EverQuest fans to like it, or maybe those EverQuest fans will just play EverQuest private servers and not play this. Who knows? I am gonna play uh, the new WoW expansion for at least one month. I'm not gonna commit to yeah. it beyond that uh, with Gumble and some old friends. So that'd be mm-hmm. fun. That's maybe. fair. That's right. That's right in the corner too. Yeah, that's in Actually, August. They held a free-to-play weekend, actually, for World of Warcraft this last weekend. I don't want to play it until I go into refresh for that expansion. That's fair. You, you get level boost, too. You start right the level. You yeah, know, I don't want to, like, dull myself. I just want to go and have fun for a month and then and then move on. Fair. Uh, Black is Online Mobile, there's no... I don't think we have a Western release date for it yet. It's been out in China. It's been out in Korea for some time now, but it'll be coming out, I think, this year, Black Desert Mobile. I mean, they're... Forget people following me. I know the when they do developer live streams, Pantheon gets a good amount of viewers too. Interesting. 
Yeah, I, I'm actually trying not to follow with that carefully because I don't yeah. want to be disappointed. You know what I'm saying? So I'd rather wait till it's ready, playable, then play it, and then you know see if I like it or not. I don't. I know if I follow it for like a year, you know the the daily updates and news, I'm just gonna be jaded by the time it comes out. Fair. Ignorance is bliss, boys. Ignorance is bliss. And we can't help you with the uh, RuneScape Mobile. We've been hearing about it for a while now. Uh, it should be coming out too. I think they're gonna be yeah. I think by the end of this year was the official release. Was there any for? End of year for RuneScape Mobile, if I, if I remember correctly. For I think classic for old school or no I, I forgot at the end of the year you'll have something for Wichita Mobile though alright well I think that's it for this week unless you got something else Altai we can go to the post game no we can move to the post game and shoot the shit there thanks for watching guys um, if you're on YouTube fare thee well um, on Twitch stick around for the post game alright later for YouTube take care